Hey everyone, we are back and it has been a wild week, so bear with us because we're going to try to bring you some researched, organized, and serious information. So serious, so. Also, I have handed this all over to Amanda. I only have, for my note... Sensor versus intuition. <laughs> so, I am very out of the loop and stressed out about that. Man, when you have your professional voice on, it like it stresses me out. Like it gives me anxiety. Good. Oh. You should be stressed out. Is that a sensor thing? I don't know. Maybe the I'm structure. just intimidating. Maybe so. Maybe it's just been a long day and I had a boss hard, so I can't. <laughs> boss hard. I can't leave that persona. It came to the basement with me. And unfortunately, I do not have wine. Oh, didn't. I could go get some, though. You can. Go for it. Hey. Hold up. Here's a pause. (laughs) Wine pause. Well, that was an epic foul. Epic. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I only managed to make my son very angry. Quite the commotion up there. Yes. (laughs) All right. So maybe we should start off with, like, the definition of sensors and intuitives. Yes, I agree because I really didn't know much about this portion of the Myers-Briggs. Like, I always focused on introvert and extrovert and then judger-filler. Thinker-feeler. Thinker-filler. <laughs> Judging-perceiving. See? That's exactly how I don't know anything about these others because I... I only know about judges <laughs> and fillings, and those aren't even in the same category. So, all right, you take over. <laughs> I'm done talking. Okay. Well, I will say that I thought I had a big problem with sensors, but now that I understand what a sensor is, um, it's not the sensors that I have a problem with. I don't think so. It, it's the perceivers, which we will get to, and I'm sorry, but... I don't understand perceivers. <laughs> I just don't get it. So the definition for people who prefer sensing, they are realistic, focused on facts, prefer the concrete, are present-oriented, apply experience to problems, accept current reality, see what is there, seek specific information, tend to follow instructions, need to be convinced, <laughs> Enjoy and respect traditions. Well, that's you to a T, Laura. I know. You are so hard to convince sometimes, though. <laughs> and then people who prefer intuition are imaginative, focus on possibilities, prefer the abstract, are future-oriented, apply ingenuity to problems, change current reality, read between the lines, try to understand the big picture, May create their own instructions, need to be inspired, and enjoy and respect new approaches. Well, I go to you for that stuff. (laughs) As I was reading about these definitions, I just thought to myself, I sense when I need to go to someone with more intuition than me. (laughs) And I sense when I need to... (laughs) 
have someone to ground me, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I get quite... I get a little dramatic sometimes, don't I? Yeah, you have moments. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm just going to say this, and you're going to rationalize this. moments, though. Okay, it could be so much worse. <laughs> I could be an ENTJ. <laughs> Anyways. We're definitely going to have to talk about what makes us dramatic sometimes, though, because I oh, definitely feel like I'm dramatic about things, too, but maybe they're for different reasons. Because I don't get dramatic about, like, the future. I don't get... I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. Like, I don't think I get dramatic when, um... I get dramatic if I can't figure something out. Like, I, I can't see, see it. I feel like you get dramatic when there's, like, a situation that's close to you that's kind of out of your control. Yes. Yeah. And you're a really hard problem solver, so it just really drives you crazy. Mm-hmm. And when you get dramatic, it usually is more geared toward, like, what's going to happen or how oh, people are... Yeah. <laughs> so my is... crystal ball gets foggy and I can't see you the future anymore. You can't see the future anymore and that's when you start drinking <laughs> and clean your house. And that's why I drink. <laughs> that's good. The percentage of sensors versus intuitives is actually really interesting because sensors are about 73.5% and intuitives are about 26.5. So that's a big difference. That is. And I never really realized how different it was until my husband asked me what I thought about all day. And then I had to admit <laughs> for the first time <laughs> I actually had to stop and think about it. I was like what do I think about all day that I basically daydream 24 7 like I am very rarely in the present I'm usually zoning out when someone's talking to me or a lecture or whatever a meeting and I'm literally <laughs> daydreaming 24 7 I'm thinking about stories that I want to write but never will and then I also like Google and research random things. Like I have mass amounts of knowledge on like useless things, but it entertains me. That's my husband too. <laughs> it's so entertaining. There's... He knows so many stats and then he likes to watch history stuff and documentaries of just all sorts. And he wants to know how to do all kinds of different things. And then the part that I struggle with because I am a censor is that then he wants to talk about how it's going to apply in the future somehow in a way that probably is not realistic. And earlier, Amanda was showing me a meme that I was like, yep, that's an evening in my household because it's like, let's change the world from the N. And then the S is like, mm, how about we do the dishes first? And I'm like, yeah, that's me. I'm the party pooper to the intuitive mind. Well... And me and my husband are both ends, but I, I tend to be more of a creative in. Like I like, I love music. I love literature. I love art and dance and all of these artistic forms. And he very much likes just to learn practical things. But he just loves learning everything that he might need in the future. And I'm like, I don't know where that falls into either because. I feel like we have a creative intuitive and a practical intuitive, even though I'm the one that should be the practical one. Because you're also a TJ, right? Yeah. 
Because I'm a TJ, and he's the FP, so you'd think he would be like the, oh, really creative. And he is. He is very good at drawing and stuff, but he just isn't drawn to that in his pastime. Hmm. Rarity. Right? That's weird. And it is interesting to me that that percentage is so low, because I feel like there are a lot of people that are very good about planning and want to think about their future but that doesn't necessarily make you an in Mm -hmm. because I'm a planner and think about my future too I just hold on a lot to what my past experiences are to plan out my future and to think about it in a very practical light based on the resources I already have it's really hard for me to think well, I don't have this right now, but what if and have this daydream about something that's probably not ever going to actually happen? I love doing that. I don't know why. In my head, I've already, I've already won, like, so many literary awards, and I've just done amazing stuff with my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in my head, but it makes me feel better. So something that was really interesting to me in research was communication. I think we lost Amanda to a daydream just now. Well, I was just reminded that you just you had to have notes. <laughs> yeah, this episode, like notes. you could not just follow the intuition. Like you were like, I'm blind. <laughs> I can't see where we're going. So what you don't know is that we've edited this a couple of times already because oh. I keep um, well we having keep a having panic attack, awkward panic. <laughs> Yeah, awkward pauses where I panic and just look at Amanda with this horrified expression. And I'm like, I don't know where we're going. I was just talking. <laughs> and then I finally just uh, stopped the recording and was like, give me bullet points now. <laughs> so that's why I know that she told me we're talking about communication. That's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about that. Because that's what I'm here for, is to keep us on track. <laughs> <laughs> That is very true. Okay, for communication, uh, it breaks it down into four categories, five categories, four categories. So in P types, intuitive perceivers, like my husband, they like to jump around in their speech. They want to explore relationships and related ideas. Sensors will want them to just get back to the point. It's painful. (laughs) (laughs) And they are geared toward the future future and possibilities. Why was that so hard to get out? Oh, like future ideas and the possibilities. Future ideas and possibilities. What the future could hold. Yeah. And the second category is NJs, intuitive judging, which I am, tend to have a more singular focus. I think that's... I have false written next to that, so... I'm just as bad as an NP, probably, when I'm trying to communicate an idea. Slow to reply, because it takes me a very long time to think about things, because I'm thinking about a lot of things that are... (laughs) Not just, like, the actual problem. Like to... (laughs) (laughs) Like to ask deep, penetrating questions. (laughs) And I have low tolerance for small talk, and concrete data is limited. 
Whereas I start to see her eyes glaze over when I'm telling her a story with all of my details. Details. So many details. (laughs) I know. And I apologize profusely the whole time. I also see that expression in my husband when I start to talk about anything from my day. It basically, you know, you remember those dear old 50s commercials where it's like, Hi, honey, how was your day? And then as soon as I open my mouth, my husband just goes like... Turns on the TV. (laughs) (laughs) Can't focus because I guess I just am boring to listen to. (laughs) So, it was all interesting. And it was very painful for me when I was reading those definitions earlier mm, on the future talk and all of the like skips around in speech pattern was very hard for me to understand (laughs) (laughs) actually I get along with sensors because I can like I can tone it down if I need to and I do like steps for like processors because you I I Correct me if I'm wrong. I think you like steps because it gives you, like, structure mm-hmm. or something. <laughs> or <laughs> like something that. to that effect. I need, like, basic steps on things because I'm so busy thinking about my other you kingdom that I'm rolling that I'm like, okay, I just snap <laughs> back to reality and I need to know what I'm doing. So here's all my notes that are, like... You're very self-controlled. I am. So I so can have all this time today. Yes. We balance each other out very well. I think so. And I think that's why I can work with sensors very well because they keep me grounded when I need to be grounded. <laughs> and then I just go to Amanda anytime I need to have the future read. Yeah. Fortune tell- teller style. <laughs> <laughs> SPs, which are sensors perceivers, are easygoing, down to earth. They're really good storytellers with a lot of Concrete sensory descriptions. I could see this. You would probably enjoy their stories, Laura. They have a habit of mirroring others and picking up on their body language and tone of speech and all of that. That one was really interesting to me to read because I've always felt like I accidentally do that and pick up on what other people are doing. I feel I feel like that too. It's hard for me to be around really strong personalities because I'll start talking like them. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting to me. Because I didn't feel like I had very much in common with perceivers, but now I do. Yeah, you do. And they like to use action, so they'll like use their hands and like bounce around when they're talking to you. That can be a little distracting. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on what those motions are and how much bouncing we're talking about (laughs) and let's see sjs are you they like step-by-step formats simple uncomplicated speech and words because we had an issue (laughs) last podcast where you did not like some kind of word sequence or the actual word but you were like needing to change it (laughs) i vaguely remember this Actually, I think you should tell people about... What was that word in that email that I read? So I had a business email. And I immediately had to text Amanda. Because I was so put off by the word that was used by this person. That was sending me the email. 
And I, for the life of me at the time, I could not think of what the word was. And it wasn't the word arrogant. It was pretentious. Pretentious. Yes. And now I don't remember what the word was that they used. But like, when I read this, I thought, oh my word, that is the most true statement. How many times in my life have I had to pause my life and get the right word? (laughs) And how many times have I just almost immediately judged people because they use some big flowery word that I'm just like, oh, that was unnecessary. (laughs) It's just immediately, it's, and I'm not right for being that way either. (laughs) I am fully aware that I shouldn't judge so harshly because I do like big words and there was something that it pointed out about it doesn't mean that they aren't intelligent we just don't see the point in using flowery language like there's a time and a place to use it in poems oh in poems yes so everyday life <laughs> no <laughs> when do you like to use flowery words all the time especially if i can put them in metaphors do you just like tone it down with me? Well, you use like dark. Yeah, I do because metaphorically, yeah, like dark, flowery word. I like that. I'm okay with that. You're a little twisted like that. I think yeah. that's why we get along. Yeah, I mean, Morticia is my like spirit animal, so I dig it. Oh, now that's a couple. If we want to get off on oh. something fictional here. That uses all kinds of flowery language. And I am all about it. Right. I'm like, you two, just keep talking. (laughs) I've got Amanda so distracted. Don't even bother finishing that list. (laughs) Well, they like... What do they they like? They like their combos to... Convos? What? They like their conversations to relate to experiences. Yes. And concerned with their responsibilities, plans, and timeliness of things. Yes. So that's the communication styles between the four types. I'm very Four boring. categories of people. Just realized that. But every he time says I I'm my... boring, but I think it's just because I can't, he can't. Oh, that's a F you. My husband says I'm boring because. I, I guess I don't communicate everything that I talk about. Because I don't feel the need to. Yeah. I don't communicate everything either. We're just... We're too precise, Amanda. I know. We gotta stop it. I guess. Very I guess reserved. People, very, like... I don't know what it is. I just don't feel the need to talk about it. I guess people in our lives need us to talk more. I don't know <gasps> who why. Knew? Who, who knew? <laughs> who knew that we would need to talk? more i just realized that anytime i put my stuff down i'm putting down all sensors i apologize but also sensors make the world go round, obviously well because if I it mean, was left yeah. up to intuitives nothing would get done <laughs> we would have great ideas but nothing well, would get done or is it that the intuitive people are some of the like more influential business um inventor people because they're thinking about what could be, mm-hmm. and us censors are out here just like, well, I'm going to go do laundry. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that was one of the like little memes, too. Like One was holding like the concepts, and one was holding like the tools. I think yes. it complements very well. So the world needs both. It needs both. It needs 
a lot more workers than concepts. Thinkers, daydreamers. Thinkers, daydreamers. <laughs> Idealists. So uh, something else I found interesting about that communication list is that it broke them up by the sensor and the intuition and then by the perceiver and the judger. Yes, you got it. I know. I ha- I really, I so badly wanted to say filler. But why didn't it do the filler and the thinker? How does it mesh that those together? That's, you're welcome. <laughs> that is a great question. Actually, I think I have some is information there, related Is there to some that. information about like how the filler and uh thinker <laughs> welcome to all of the sound effects of Lara. i guess i just have so many tonight well here's something that kind of explains what like extroverted sensing is okay it says that it occurs when we become aware of what is in the physical world in rich detail we may be drawn to act on what we experience and to get immediate results we notice relevant facts and occurrences in a sea of data and experiences. So I feel like that may be like, why am I saying like so much? Because you want to. I want to say that is like your foremost thing. That's how you experience life. This is getting way in depth. Like there's No, I like it. There's like dominant, inferior auxiliary and something else Mm -hmm. and so each of these combine into each category on which personality uses what Hmm. to live (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome that's thank you gandhi (laughs) (laughs) trying to simplify what i'm thinking so the extrovert sensor portion you had something up earlier that I really needed you to explain more detailed about the difference between the extroverted and the introverted versions. Oh, okay. And that was actually about the intuitive person because it was like one of them looked more at the universe and the other one looked at more global aspect. Okay, here we go. So... The introverted intuition focuses on pattern recognition and perceives at the universal level. What does that mean? <laughs> okay, here's where, guys, this is dumb. Just be <laughs> forewarned. Here's where my mind goes when I hear that. I envision Guardians of the Galaxy 2... Where he's on that planet with his dad, his father, and like he finds out that he's some kind of creator. <laughs> and that's what I envision when I hear universe. And that is like an actually really good example of Nuh-uh. what we think about. No way. <laughs> and I think. So that movie was directed by an intuitive person? It had to have been. It had to have been. Because we will literally go down every rabbit hole that will turn into a wormhole, and we can... You can Alice in Wonderland your way around the Everywhere. 
There is and no, I can't. There is no time and space Alice to in Wonderland us. is so trippy to me. <laughs> I struggle so hard with the cartoon, Johnny Depp, all of it. All of it. I struggle. I struggled during the flippin' ballet version. Was it chipping you out? It, I, it was... I was tripped out. Yes. I was like, who is running things? We live for that kind of thing. Ugh. I need the boss, and I need the boss right now. And I need to know what the boss wants from me. And then I need to know that the boss got my back, and then I gotta go boss. <laughs> <laughs> that is so much structure. <laughs> this is taking me back to last week when I was like, who would make that person live in that world of so much structure and no creativity and you're like you 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 would you would no i wouldn't i don't want to be that person and i think what's trippy most about me is what i figured out later in my life is i literally don't know which side of an argument i stand on until i start debating it because i will play i can play devil's advocate so convincingly that people will actually think i hold an opinion that i'm like oh no i'm just i'm just you know extrapolating that's trippy, too, for me. Yes, and my husband really hates it. Because he's like, you're just like... Like, he's an intro, intro, introverted intuition, too. But he's like, can you just narrow it down just a little bit? I'm he's like, a perceiver. So I wonder I'm, how that does. Yeah. Like, I'm beginning to wonder if perceivers in the intuitive world work very similarly to a judger... Um, Sensor, judger. That's what I'm kind of getting to. Yeah. Because I feel like perceiving is like connected to the world as well. Mm-hmm. And judge... I don't know. Because I constantly get... think that your husband is more like me. Like, that he's a sensor. Because when he does we, have like, a lot of those bounce ideas off in... Here, get yourself a good best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Two reasons. Um, you gotta have someone to know how to talk to other people too and bounce off ideas and then you've also got to have someone to drunk text yes that's going to filter <laughs> your wine so text much. so many texts <sighs> that was a conversation earlier today where we were talking about people who call customer service drunk okay just word of advice just don't do it if you need to make a customer service call don't do it drunk. And don't do it on the toilet either. Oh, gosh. Both of those are bad ideas. Um, you will live to regret them. And that is as much of the future as I'm going to speak to you tonight. Don't you just love her PSAs? <laughs> <laughs> I just love them. She always that's feels my, the need. That's my looking into the future fortune teller. For you. you will regret making those decisions. Get yourself someone that you can wine text. Yes. When you feel the need to go texting or communicating, don't get on social media. Don't make customer service calls. Just text or call that friend. That friend. <laughs> that, the wine friend. <laughs> PSA out. PSA out. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm shutting up now. You need to keep talking. <laughs> okay, so I guess I'm continuing on with the extrovert intuition. I think we have so many weird pauses because I'm really bad at segues. Well, I think we all know I'm better on the segue than you Yeah, you are. 
I fall off. I'm crashing. I'm trying to help you, but you're not making it easy. I know. You're bouncing around in your communication. Am I? Like a true. I was trying to go down the list, Laura. I was trying to go down the list, and you had to put your PS. I know. I know. I'm, hey, maybe I'm playing devil's advocate now. An extroverted intuition? We might have to get someone on here. They have a global picture. I don't know what that means at all. I think... Wait, is that more related to people? As Yes, because I think they oh, need okay. like their attention and their like input. I feel like introverted intuition is a time lord and extroverted intuition is just like a dictator. Ooh. That's how I feel about it. Okay. I do remember something from psychology class. <laughs> Boom. When. So let's see <laughs> what. Out. What do those sensors mean? Introverted sensing. Well, I did the extroverted sensing. Yeah. So how is an introverted sensor different from an extroverted sensor? Because I feel like I spend a lot of time having to talk through things, gather facts, like, I, I rely pretty heavily on other people to help me read situations. But how would an introvert handle that, being a sensor? I don't know. This seriously hurts my head. Maybe you should read oh, it okay. because I don't know what sensing is still. <laughs> <laughs> people are going to start doubting our abilities. We're like, we don't know how to Laura read each other. Laura knows what they are. I don't. I don't understand her. She doesn't understand me. The end. Okay, so here's an introverted sensor. Introverted sensing often involves storing data and information, then comparing and contrasting the current situation with similar ones. The immediate experience or words are instantly linked with the prior experiences, and we register a similarity or a difference. For example, noticing that some food doesn't taste the same or is saltier than it usually is. Introverted sensing is also operating when we see someone who reminds us of someone else. Sometimes a feeling associated with a recalled image comes into our awareness along with the information itself. Then the image can be so strong, our body responds as if reliving the experience. This is also sounding very trippy to me too though. The process also involves reviewing the past to draw on the lessons of history, hindsight, and experience. With introverted sensing, there is often great attention to detail and getting a clear picture of goals and objectives and what is to happen. There can be a oneness with ageless customs that help sustain civilization and culture and protect what is known and long-lasting even while what is reliable changes. I feel like this is an art dealer or an art curator. That's what you're getting out of that? Because I feel like they're like a human. <laughs> or a museum curator. They're like a human database approaching sentience. That's what I feel like <laughs> they're they are. They're computer. Like they're just like researching all of us. And so they're in listening to our themselves. podcast and they're like, this I is how, see. This is how I be a human and this is how I interact with this and this and this. So if you just heard that and you thought, wow, that really is me. Please contact us. Tell us more about yourself. We, we like you. God, we sounds like such great person. I know, we're so great. Come to our Come basement. To us. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> we're in a weird place tonight. Such a weird place. 
Where are we going from there? So how do they communicate with each other? I think that's really important. So we we talked about this. Like we communicate really well with each other, but like did we always communicate that well to each other? I don't think so. I think this has only been a fairly recent. Yeah. I feel like so hurdles that on my side I felt like I had to overcome was getting used to your introvertness and like the whole one moment you're texting me, the next moment you're not. I don't even really know what I do that. I spent so some time self-doubting if you even liked me <laughs> early on. Because I was like, oh my word, I annoyed her so much that she's just going to ignore me now. I'm being ghosted. I will literally like pick up my phone and be like, oh my gosh, that is such a great text. Turn it off <laughs> and forget what it was. And then I'll come back and it'll still be on my screen. I was like, oh. That is such a great text, and I didn't say anything <laughs> about it. I didn't say anything. So, I, I should get a little... I had to get over the muchness of you. There's just so muchness. There's so much. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Like, it was it's true. so entertaining, and it was so fun to be around, but then there's, like, so much of it. I'm trying to think about what other communication issues we had like anything that would be specifically related to being you being intuitive in the sensing part i mean i i I feel like maybe i can kind of think of some examples related to the newspaper and article writing because we would try to bounce ideas off of each other or hey what do you think of this this is what i'm going to write and i can remember you trying to explain your ideas to me and sometimes it was hard for me to be like, where is this going? Like, I can't find the end of this <laughs> to help you Well, that's that funny because I feel like the same thing about you because you had really creative ideas and you're like, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. I was like, I don't know how that's going to look. Like, I, even though you gave me details, I was like, I don't get Like, it. I could lay out all my steps, but the steps weren't going anywhere. I was like, I don't know. That, in my head, it didn't work. <laughs> I just wasn't futuristic enough for you. That's yeah. all. No. I don't know. But it worked because then your ideas, I was like, wow, this is a really great idea. I just couldn't see it because I was bogged down in details. <laughs> well, okay, that makes sense because I do start to see where people, I feel like this advice was given to me somewhere along the way early like more early 20s where it was like especially with um interviews interview processes like don't give so much detail because sometimes you can actually give so much detail about what you're planning and if you haven't really got all of the steps laid out and you're just kind of throwing these unthought through details out then it can cause that the person to you're telling that to to not trust you or be confident Think you're in sporadic, you maybe? yes yeah they can be like oh well she really hasn't thought this through and she's just giving me this bs now mm-hmm. and i can see that i can see where i would definitely have been like oh well here's what i'm doing but in my mind i was just talking through my ideas and kind of trying to find a get a feel for it and trying to find the right path mm-hmm. 
but if you don't know that, then and I'm you like, would why is perceive she just it as me all this stuff. <laughs> right, exactly. You would perceive it as I'm just a crazy person. <laughs> so I think that's really good advice to. Yeah. So for communicating between people, then you should consider that maybe someone is comfortable enough with you to just spit out their ideas and they're, they may be a sensor who's looking for some sensing and they're some laying feedback. out some details that don't make a lot of sense. Don't immediately Zone distrust them, them. Maybe they need your feedback. So ask them if they want feedback and, and provide them feedback. And then flip-flop, if you're talking and you're intuitive... Big ideas. Big ideas. Maybe throw a little details in there. At least some bullet points, as Laura likes to have. (laughs) Bullet points. Yeah. So she can have something to anchor into reality. Oh, and something else I remember reading in one of those articles you gave me was how a sensor, they like to know how it applies. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you're telling them something, even if it's future, futuristic, like this is where I want to get or whatever, if you can help them figure out how to help you get there, like where we are right now, if that's seriously something you want to do, I think a sensor is a really good person to go to to help you with your goals and your dreams. I have realized that too. Like in the workplace, there's different personality tests. And people who tend to be, I don't executive or like executioners. 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 Like they get stuff done. Like they go step, step, step. They this execute. Is what you, this is what you plan. need to do to get yes. this done. I really find myself drawn to those people because I'm like, that's not a strong suit. I just have the idea. I need someone to tell me the steps. Yeah, that's a good point. And then, like, I rely very heavily on you to help me yeah. read situations where I don't have all the facts. Like, if someone's being really vague with me, then I Amanda is the person I go to to be like, can Part you please tell me what this means? Because they did not give me enough details, and now I'm confused and dumbfounded. Just don't – I don't know how to take it whatsoever. Man, we're just a dream team. We are. We're a dream team. Find yourself Find a dream, dream team. Yourself a dream team. What you got for us now, Amanda? So this is just to sum it up. Do we want to do a sum it up or do we want to go to the list? I think we need to do a sum it up. About communication or yes. in general? Yeah. When speaking to sensors, use facts, be straightforward, speak in linear sequential order. Yes. Respect their experiences and be patient as they work their way to the point through their experiences, even it's a lot of steps and a lot of description <laughs> if i need to tell you about my past experience you better look you do do that like you're like this happened but then this happened the next day and they're all connected and they need to be heard all the <laughs> I need steps. you to know all the stupid details <laughs> yeah and then stimulate their curiosity by talking about tangible experiences concrete language and don't go off on a ro- rabbit hole trail <laughs> don't alice in wonderland don't me. alice in wonderland them <laughs> and have practical application i like it now to talk to intuitives 
Start with the main idea and then fill details when necessary. Details. Spark their curiosity with ideas and theories. Engage their imagination. Focus on future possibilities. Expect a lot of analogies and metaphors as descriptions rather than real life experiences. Which throws people I talk to off a lot. Unless they're intuitive. Be prepared for them to play devil's advocate. Ooh, I do that too much, probably. And, um, yeah, you should be good with it. It is really hard for me to play devil's advocate. I love playing devil's advocate. It's my favorite game. I don't understand it. My husband does it to me all the time, and I'm like, now I don't know who you are. (laughs) Yeah, I do that to my husband a lot, too. And he's like, this has gone too far. And I'm like, I don't even know where I started from. Who am I? I don't even feel like... Sometimes it makes me feel like I don't even have my ideas grounded enough. Because then I'm like, well, what do I believe? I don't even know. I think that's why we do it. Because we're like, why are you so set in this? Like, it's not that concrete. Yeah. Nothing's it's, that concrete. It is good <laughs> to have that type of interaction sometimes. We should always be able to bounce ideas off even if we don't agree with them. You've got to be able to get along with people. Right. All right, how about we look at some lists you've got, Amanda? Okay, this is one list that I found one of these weeks. I was looking through Pinterest and I thought it was super funny. It's titled the MBTI Most Accurate Description. Okay. So this is an ESTP is super attractive physically, but it's all downhill from there. <laughs> Never quite know what they're going to do, but you can probably bet it will be irresponsible, yet somehow lovable. <laughs> also like the dumb talk. Yeah. <laughs> now we're getting into stereotypes. Yay. <laughs> the ESTJ is loud, logical, and gets shit done. They are warrior class of the real-life RPG Power stats make them unbeatable, and if you encounter one, maybe just curl up and forfeit to save time. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's really funny. And ESFP are giggly little shits. Fun, 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 tell her daddy takes the T-bird away. (laughs) Great for lifting your mood, not so much for your credit score. Nice. (laughs) And ESFJ is too appropriate, total lacking in awkwardness. They'll never forget your birthday, which makes you feel like shit when you constantly forget theirs. I don't bit around some of those people. (laughs) (laughs) And ENTP is excellent companions if you enjoy people who instantly see through your all of your shit. Very clever, very intuitive. You can't fool them. I suggest you invest in other friends, ones that you can quote unquote fool. (laughs) ENTJ are impatient with people who make mistakes, namely everyone, and they'll respect you if you stand up to them, but why do that when you can run away instead? <laughs> Cuddle them. See what happens. I'm curious. <laughs> An ENFP is too puppy to live. Best suited for a professional <laughs> musical nanny. Not advised to use around an open flame. <laughs> <laughs> These should read so like brutally honest. descriptions Uh, ENFJ way too charming and capable maybe they should stop making everyone else look really bad prone to making 
other people care about stuff they didn't want to care about in the first place. So annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's your turn to read the rest. All right. Of course, you give me the introvert. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so an ISTP. Such butts. Best suited for an apocalypse scenario. If no such scenario exists, they will create danger because they get bored. Don't encourage them, but don't discourage them, as reverse psychology works too well. (laughs) I want some of these people in my life. (laughs) ISTJ. Low drama and low maintenance. Best value at this price tier. (laughs) Best suited to actual human existence. Least weird, which makes them kind of (laughs) weird. ISFP. Squishy little darlings you might want to keep in your pocket, but please don't or they will become forlorn. They notice everything and it's unnerving. (laughs) ISFJ. Quietly and proudly do things for others. If you have a ring you need to deliver to Mordor, take an ISFJ along with you for best results. (laughs) Aw, Sam. Everyone needs a Sam. (laughs) INTP. Cute, intergalactic spiders you want to hug and mistrust. Prone to making you laugh, but then days later you will wonder whether you were the butt of the joke. Nice. Nice, yeah. I-N-T-J. Here it goes. (laughs) Major dicks and kind of part of it. Prone to being right. Prone to liking trance music way too much. Love trance music. All the ones I've ever met have been unexpectedly kinky. So, I guess expectantly. (laughs) (laughs) The trance music gets me. I love trance music. I know. You'll be like, hey... Do you need to, like, chill out? Just listen to this. And I'm like, where did I get transported? (laughs) INFP. They fall out of the sky and are raised by unicorns. If you feed one, it will follow you home. They dissipate in water. (laughs) I married an INFP. It's so true. (laughs) You followed me home. One left. INFJ. Chameleons. Appropriating your emotions and going quietly mad. Prone to meltdowns <laughs> and needing lots of naps. I can relate to them. Oh dear. <laughs> there you have it. There's your list. There's Anything list. else to go over, Amanda? I don't think so. Okay. I'm going to be giggling about that for days. Day. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Well, I think that that's all we've got, and we will see you all next time. Bye. Bye.